Ready for the work? Yes, Are you sure? Yes. You know, morning is for work. Morning is for work. So I've got to teach today. Amen. Amen. Morning is. Bible says morning comes when. What's that scripture again? Morning comes when night. Men of God. <laughs> when what? Brandry. You are just sitting. <laughs> morning comes when when what? Night comet. When? Please celebrate, my friend. She, she's coming all the way. Amen. She has been a very big part of our ministry. Amen. Praise God. Ah, bro, if I was here yesterday, we'd not celebrate him. Ah, we'll celebrate him. We'll celebrate him in the night. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right. Ready for the work? We, you know, we, we, we did a lot of putting things yesterday. Like, we just make you start thinking. We did mission points. So today we're kind of itemize a lot. Amen. Ready for the work? Oh, somebody says, leave them my life. Say this together. Our Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, we receive revelation, accuracy, precision, and direction. They say there is no contradictions. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves. In him, your name alone is glorified. And we I edify. Amen. 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 All right. Matthew 16. Matthew 16. The pattern of camp meeting as, as inspired by my pastor is Matthew 16. Amen. Amen. It says in verse 13, and Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples and said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, <clears throat> some say thou art John the Baptist, some say Elias, others Jeremiah's, one or one of the prophets. What, 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 what an answer. Say, who do some say? say I think you are just Malachi. <laughs> or you are just, uh, uh, what, what do you say? Or Badiah. Or one of the prophets. You know, the one that paid me the most in this place is John the Baptist. They just saw John the Baptist die. And they still said, some are still saying you are John the Baptist. Ha, so will there be two John the Baptist? Is it, are, are you getting what I'm saying? Says, some say, yeah, like that's some, one of them, the prophet. And I said, okay, Jesus, I said, okay, oh, but okay, if that's what others are saying, who, you as the disciple, who are you saying there? I'm sure Thomas would have been like brokerage. Just wondering. I still believe it's like Obadiah. <laughs> and somebody like him did it too. would say, no, pastor, it's Malachi. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he said, Simon Peter answered and said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. All right, so we started a big question yesterday. <clears throat> so we're going to put a whole lot of perspectives to check. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to put a lot of perspectives to check. And we, you know, we're going to have to answer questions on who really are we we're just taking it gradually. Ah, oh, Rokoridu, you have to come to the front. Please celebrate, my friend. It's, 
It's just coming from Maryland this morning. Amen. It's not easy for your friends to travel down to. That's honor. Amen. Amen, amen. I'm blessed with good people. Some of my friends now have not slept. They are watching me live. God has blessed me with good people. You know, you should have good friends. Amen. Say, I have good friends. See, in this bit, some of you that don't know how to relate with people that hate people, in this meeting, you will stop hating people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that culture in America. Just say, me, me, me myself, my, myself and I, uh, just, you know, just, just don't like talking to people. And just, you guys are irritating me, you know. You humans, they say you humans, like they are no humans. <laughs> they say you humans, eh? I just like my solitude, you know. I just, well, don't worry, we'll deal with that in this meeting, amen. All right, praise God. So we said, we are asking a question, and this question is going to lead us into several things in this conference. We're going to see our identity, we're going to see our work on it, we're going to see our mission, we're going to see so many things. I think I need some sound on this. Thank you. The media team are doing good. Thank you so much, media team. Thank you. Amen. All right. Now, so he says, thank you. It's good now. Yeah. Thank you. So he says, who are we? So in Peter's description, Jesus, in Peter's description of Jesus, his purpose was, his purpose was tied to the earth. And if you look at what we studied, if you look at what we studied yesterday, we said God's plan and purpose is tied to the earth. So that means we must quickly spot from Genesis God's plan for the earth. And we said it implies that man's function, man's identity is tied to this earth. Let's go back to Genesis 1 verse 26 to 28 again. <clears throat> we'll look at so many things in this camp meeting and, and it's looking like I, I want to step on a lot of you toes. I mean, I love you that you are so engrossed in so many things. I, I'm sorry but not sorry. But we, we're just going to study God's word, right? You're open to God's word, right? Because God's word is superior to, is more superior than um, our thinking, our imaginations, our thoughts, God's word must supersede them. So look at what it says in verse 26. It says, and God said, let us make man in our own image, have our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the heads, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the head. Our God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he in male and female created he them. So we said, when we know what the earth is about and what it is for, we know who man is and whose he is. We said, when we read it in, in the flood account in Genesis 6, you will see the focus was on the earth. You will see in Genesis 12, the focus was also on the earth. So that means God's plan and purpose is for the earth. Man's identity is tied to this earth. So that means I can't know myself if I don't even know my purpose on this earth. So my plan or God's plan for my life, God's purpose for my life 
is tied to my identity on this earth. So we can't rule out the earth in God's plan. I said the use of the earth would take away the concept of individualism. And I'm going to touch on that much later as we progress. And I said yesterday, I'm, I'm recapping from yesterday and we'll continue it now. And I said as critical as self-realization is to the core of human existence, it can only be properly done via an understanding of the creator's plan in his conception for man and the earth. So we asked the big question, who am I? Who really are we? Then, another thing we're going to look at is the concept of human rights and the freedom that human rights has proposed to us. We live in the United States of America where a lot of people say you are free to do whatever you can do. You are free, you know, there's just too much freedom hanging in the air. So much freedom. Freedom from what? We're going to look at that. Freedom to do what? So the concept of human rights teaches freedom as there is an unlimited desire in man to be free from other human beings. So that means... What is the human right teaching us? That we should be free from other human beings. But the problem is, a modern day thirst for freedom and quest can only be relied on the understanding of God's man and God's earth in God's plan and in God's creation. So that means every human being collapses into a group. That is to God, man, has one singular identity. And I'm going to explain it as we move on. Man has one singular identity. So God's plan for humanity remains unhoffered. That means the plan that God has had for man right from the very beginning has not changed. It's still the same. It's still the same. So God's plan for humanity remains the same. So God did not change his plan because the United States Constitution or the United States signed things to law. Mm -mm. God did not change his plan because you live in New York, a place of, you know, we are in the ends of the earth now in the New York, but imagine you're living in Bronx or you're living in um, Mahathin or you're living in um, um, Brooklyn, you're going to be wondering, you, you know, it's going to be two worlds. That's, I think there's more freedom in that place. Have you watched all these um, clips, New York clips, where, they, where, they, where you see daily things that happen in New York? Have <laughs> you watched those things? Where different troubles just happen, and police will be running and be chasing. I remember watch those things. <laughs> I find those things very interesting. Things that you think, just normal things that happen in New York. The times and the lives of things that happen in But you in Rochester now, you know, you're in the village. You can't, you really can't, you really can't relate. I remember when I went to Bronx, ha! I, I thought that I was in Lagos again. I, you, people were telling me, do you want to buy this? Eh, on the road. I was like, eh. So this is what the New York is all about. <laughs> you know? But you will see that man is now so free. 
And our life and our world in this place has made it so free. Then you have a lot of people asking questions. We now live in a time where a lot of people are asking questions. And why am I teaching this? I want us to leave camp meeting with a lot of our doubts resolved. With a lot of our questions answered. Not just that. So that we can also be able to answer the questions of men. I tell you, many of you that have children, as your children start growing up, they're going to be questioning you a lot. Because they're going to be seeing and hearing things in school now. They've already started. They're going to be seeing and hearing things in school. And they're going to be coming to you and say, my, my, what do they call, I didn't do high school yet, so what did, what do they call teachers in high school? Is it teachers? Teacher, huh? Eh? Teacher, okay. <laughs> so it's the same. So what's special? I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> so your teachers, your teachers will be saying things, and how many of you, do you know that, how many of you have noticed that your houses these days are more, are a lot of conversations? How many of you have observed that? You are having to talk different questions. Before, it is more easier. Quite some years ago, you just go out with, do you believe the gospel? One saved. One reached. You don't put the pastor, we reached 50 today. But all of a sudden, it's not, I, I can't remember when last. The extent is a storm outreach. I can't remember when I said, I will reach 200 today. Yeah? Because you are having conversations. Your outreach now is now very confrontational. As you give, as you just say, do you believe you say, stop it there? I remember when, I remember when, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I remember there was the day I went for outreach. I think, my friend is not here. We went for outreach and for three hours, from about seven to, no, two hours, for about seven to nine, we stayed in the basement in UR, where they used to wash clothes, with the laundry, one of the places of their laundry. I'm sure bro, uh, bro Tyler will know what I'm talking about now. And we just met this guy. And we're just teaching him, do you believe the gospel, this, that? I'll stop you there. <laughs> I mean, I was even thinking it's about to be a good time. <laughs> ah, this guy just started asking me questions. Ah, boy, if I say, Pastor Hansel. <laughs> <laughs> so he just started. We just, we were on it for, ah, I just told him. After, I just said, this is the devil trying to waste my time for outreach. This is 9 o'clock. There's still so many other souls to reach. I just asked him. I said, wait. If I heal one blind, would you believe? He said, ah, ah that's, that's too coincidental. Eh? One blind, too coincidental. I said, what of two? He said, ah, that would be a coincidence. Two is like, uh, so I said, what of five? He said, oh, yeah, we, we, I will have more questions. Oh, so I said, till then, bye-bye. I'll collect your number. So I collected his number. I said, when I find the five, oh, 
I will make sure that it's very visible so that you can come back for the question and say, yeah, we'll, then we'll have a conversation. But for now, uh, what you're saying, uh, we'll just keep it saying, we're good, right? So yeah, we're good. <laughs> and that is the way almost all of us are doing our churches now. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Even people you thought they, they have the same color like you, that you are feeling that they will be receptive. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now you think our uh, uh, bro now, we are from the same country. <laughs> now we're from the same country. Uh, did they know uh, in your house where they not do money devotion? <laughs> now you're uh, uh, and there was one I met. That's the one that I even thought, ah, I've caught a fish. You know, say, oh, Jesus. Oh, I thought, as I just met him, ah, me, I first tried to familiarize. How, ah, ah, I said, how far? Ah, your name is Yoruba name now. I said, ah, yeah, how far, guy? Ah. I said, how far? Let's go. I never even bother. I just said, let's go to church. I said, they service this time. He said, no, 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 no. Ah, I said, no, what? I said, do you, Chibi, you are not going for any. What service? What's your service time? He said service time. I said you mean um, service like what? I said ah, ah, bro, church, church, church. He said eh, yeah. I mean there's just so many questions. Question? What question do you have? I was so me. I was even wondering that maybe he's playing with me. You know I couldn't relate. I said you see you know I have question. I said what question, bro? Now he said eh, so this. Ah, when he started ruling out the question, he looks like a scroll. Like, ah. I said, bro, did you not do morning devotion in your house? <laughs> he said, yeah, but as I got to the United States of America, ah. so the wind blew you. You know, it seems like there's a sudden wind that just blows people's faith. You are very strong in Nigeria or you're in wherever you are. I'm sorry for those of you that are not America, that you're not, you do not come from, from out of space. That you are from America, but for those of us that we 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 came from out of space, from from the best country in the world. Sorry, I know Bortala was like, nah, I know. <laughs> but now, see, those people, you will never wonder, ah, bro, but you were going to church faithfully. Say, hey. I remember when I first met Abraham too. I just want to cast him a bit. Said, I said, ah, do you go to church? He said, ah. I used to run away from service, even when from when I was younger. <laughs> and then, so the problem did not stop, even here in America. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So you'll be wondering, ah, people that we have the same face, you still have questions. You're wondering, ah, with all the services you went through, what blew you? They're not telling you uh, that your service, you are just praying in tongues too much. In your church back home, what were they doing? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, you are doing ministry now. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You are church back home. What were they doing? They say, uh, I mean, and that's because we now live in a world where they will even tell you, you don't have to come to service. Just stay at home. God is meeting you on that bed. Oh, you have seen those TikTok videos now. You say, God is meeting you on the bed. Just all you just have to do is just to switch on your phone and just connect into the move of God and ah, uh, you don't know, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and you, you are feeling good. So you are now engaging somebody in outreach. 
And that's who, that's all the person has fed up. You're not telling the person, let her to the church as Christian. They say, I'm not churchless. My church is online. They tell you, my pastor is AI. You know, now we are working. There's a proposition in America now. They said, I think pastors should not be preaching all the services. I don't know if I've read that survey, that pastors should not be preaching all the services, that pastors can do two Sundays, and AI can, so that at least we can accommodate. Why is it the church that used to be the first accommodation? Then say, at least we can accommodate the AI to at least minister to us. Can AI minister the move of the Spirit? I beg, I beg. Can AI, can AI, can AI lay hands on people? How you get to what I'm saying? And you will be seeing somebody of the same color like you telling you that same thing. That he grew up, his mother is still praying for him at home, telling him, go to church. He's telling you, no, bro. I would just, you know, you are just too rigid. Hey? What's too rigid? What's too rigid in prayer and evangelism and studying the word? Just sit down and hear the word. If I thought you evil those, we'll slap you, wake up, you just, you know. <laughs> So we live in a time of questions. And the questions are going to be very unending. Very unending. So that is why we are looking at who are we. So if we can even start from that, I think we'll have a lead, right? Into so many other things. And we'll be able to settle so many things. So there are many. So what is man's identity? Because your identity has to be defined from God's word. So there are many raging controversies that arise to redefine humanity. A lot of thoughts, a lot of thinking, a lot of contemporary thoughts and ideas. For instance, in our today's world, a simplistic view of gender as male and female has already been rejected by so many circles. So now, that means, in our today's world, we don't just, it is not legal. In the United States of America today, and I know you know, that it is not only male and female that they accommodate most in most places now. That is why even airports are rebuilding their airports to fit in other genders. I don't know if you have noticed it. Schools now are having restrooms of other genders. I remember... The, so there's now different, that's because the world now is accommodating that system. The world is accommodating the system. They say, hold agenda. Family restroom. So different. <laughs> All gender. So my, my problem is, what if a man and a woman enters the other gender, or the whole gender, at the same time? Say, I identify as whatever I identify as. Let me do my own. <laughs> God help us. So, it's an interesting fact that a listing exists of over 107 gender identities now. There is already in the United States 107 gender identities. I mean, 
107 and counting. Why there are others still imagine? So this is to tell us there is without a doubt a battle of discontent. Something is wrong somewhere. And these things are not natural. Something is wrong somewhere. So you have people ask you questions. And the funniest thing is they are teaching this even in high schools, in middle schools. So that is why you've got to understand so many things now. So because you can't run, no matter, no matter you want to say you want to homeschool your child, you can't run away from it. <laughs> so say, I don't want to go to school again. Sister <laughs> Roka was sharing me a story of somebody uh, that said they homeschooled the child and the child was still asking the question that they took him away from the school to ask. <laughs> so who shall we run to? It is already in the system. It is already in the syllabus. The syllabus is changing. So that means, that is why you find a lot of college students argue with you. How many of you know that those are the people that argue the most? Oh! Ha! <laughs> you just get to school like this, you'll be thinking, Lord, I came today for your men. I came to see the glory of God fill this place. When you get there, you'll be looking and you'll be wondering, Lord, is this what you told me about before I left home? <laughs> Lord, you said your glory will fill the earth. But it's looking like it's different. <laughs> but in the name of Jesus, we are rescuing those men. In the name of Jesus, we are rescuing those men. We are rescuing them. We are rescuing ourselves too as we are rescuing them. Hallelujah. Because let me tell you, Man is a product of influence. No matter how you think to say, I will not be contagious. I will never doubt my identity. You are playing. You are playing. The information surrounded us in our today's world is very perverse for us to start rethinking a lot. So don't think you are immune and say, Oh, I'm a solid Christian. I know it. <laughs> no, that's what I'm teaching this. Interestingly, this is not what I wanted to teach in this camp meeting. But as I progressed more, I just knew, ha, huh? no, this, this has to be thought. Because we, we, we live in a time where it is not, we, we, we say it by faith, I will say it's getting better. Amen. Hallelujah. It's getting better. So, very different answers emerge to attempt to define man outside God. Remember I told you last night, I said, your phone, your device, what you read online cannot define you. It's just an innovation, a thinking, a plan, a discovery of man. That cannot define you. What can define a man is the creator. It's like saying, I created this microphone now. It's like saying I'm the manufacturer of this microphone. And that is why every manufacturer has what they call a manual, right? So that you can go back to it. You know the, boss, the best person that can know the very 
intricate details and the description of this mic is the person who made it. That is exactly what it is for man. The only person that can define your identity, that can define who truly you are, is God's word. Because he is the one who created you. Philosophies, theories, thinkings, school research, professor telling you, let's go and do research. You know, some of you, you are doing research, good of you, doing, you are in the lab looking for what is not lost, doing... Just every day, sweating, killing yourself is good. But that cannot define you. Only God's word has the plan or has the manual to define you. So those people who say or who have made 107 gen, you don't understand. I'm not saying five. I'm not saying 10, I'm not saying 20, I'm not saying 50. I mean 107 genders are already being listed in the United States of America today and there is still more imagined. That is, they said there is still more they are discovering that they have not accepted yet. So that means we have a lot of work to do. That is why it now seems like our outreaches are stifled. I don't know if you have observed that. You go for outreach to get even one soul saved. <laughs> it takes like, the day it comes, it looks like a miracle. But in the last five years, it looks very easy. I don't know if you have observed that. 50 reached, 50 saved. But now, Pastor, two hours, I was still on, I was still talking to two people. I trust God that in this camp meeting we have the utterances to answer the questions of men. We have the, see, God has called us to be able to answer and rescue this, our generation. North America will not go down. We will not give North America to the devil. See, this nation is in God we trust and in God we really trust, not the devil. Hallelujah. Because see, if you don't pray and we don't, if you don't pray and we don't study now, it's your children that will feel it all. Your children, your generations will feel it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we've got to understand what we are, the times and the seasons we are in. So that's why. We are in this camp meeting. So most of what we call ourselves. Now, I want you to follow me carefully and patiently in this morning. So most of what we call ourselves today are acquired either by location, that is, what you and I identify ourselves with. We identify ourselves by our location. That is, where we live. I live in Rochester, New York. You live in somewhere, you live in Alabama, you live in uh, Albany, you live in Massachusetts, you live in Boston, you live every, you identify yourself with where you live. Some people say, I am from this place. We identify ourselves from our nation. Many of you are born in different nations here. We identify ourselves from where we were born. 
So sometimes we even refer to our experiences as our identity. Hey, do you know what I've been through? And that shapes our life. Do you know what I've been through? Do you know the things I've seen? Ah, my eyes have seen it all. You know, and you see a lot of people. And I'm, I'm sorry to say this, especially in the United States today, many of us, we came from broken homes. I'm so sorry. I know it's not your fault, but it, it just happened that way. So many of us, it, that shapes our mind. That shapes the way we started thinking. You saw just one part of your parent working and doing the responsibility, so that formed something in your mind. So when you meet somebody, you are guarded. <laughs> you say, eh? You don't have trust issues. You just have so many things just because of your experience. So sometimes we refer to our experience, both good and bad. We also refer to ourselves by our culture. The way we eat, the way we drink, some cultures, there's a way they do their things different from others. In my culture, we prostrate to greet. Some of you, in your culture, you shake. Some of you, hi, pastor. <laughs> Some of you just say, hi, yo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> but in my own culture, I can't call my pastor, hi, yo. I don't even get what I'm saying. But you, hi, hi, yo. Remember somebody come, came to me in church one time, say, what's your name? I said, my name is hi, yo. So, oh, hi, you So, I have a question. I said, wow. Did it, you know, I was not, no, did it, did it, did it, did it actually took me as a shock? The reason why it took me as a shock is, anytime I'm in the church world, in the church space, I don't see people call me that. So, I was so surprised that, oh, that's even my name. <laughs> I was so surprised to be reminded about my name. You know, <laughs> but that's the world we live in. So we are defined by our culture, by our experience, everything. Some of you, they have to teach you and say, don't call pastor by name. Call pastor, call pastor, pastor. It's okay, it's okay, it's still fine. Hallelujah. Praise God. So a danger lies ahead in identifying ourselves by trend. Some of us, we identify ourselves by memes. Not forsaking, not downcasted. That's because you just add, you just, you just chop breakfast. You just, somebody just broke your heart. So you now went to quote a scripture. Somebody just, not forsaking, not downcasted. You put it on, on your WhatsApp status. <laughs> so, you know, many of us, emotional issues will be solved in this meeting. Amen. Issues that has battled us. Mood swings will be dealt with too. Amen. Many of you that have switch of moods. You don't be feeling sad one time. Angry tomorrow, happy tomorrow. Those things will be solved and corrected in this meeting. Amen. Amen. So many of us have identified ourselves by strength. Social media, TikTok. We live in a world of TikTok. Everybody is literally on the phone. Everybody. Such that some of you are listening to me now and you are so tempted to pick out your phone. To just check it. Nothing is going on, no. Nobody is testing, you just want to check it. We, such that, you know, we, we identify so much by trend and by media. What people are saying online. Some of us are very easily impressionable. We read something on media that says, wow, 
the world is crashing. You start, you start crying. Pastor, they said the world is crashing. Ah, but that's not what they said. So many of us, we identify ourselves by trends. We identify ourselves by several means. So the word, so that means, now, do you notice what I'm doing with you now this morning? I'm showing you yourself. I many of you are following me. I'm showing you what has formed the makeup of you. You know, we're asking a question of who am I? We are still on that question. I'm showing you what has make up who you are right now. And we said, number one, where you live, where you were born from, your experiences. Some of you, the family you grew up in has shaped who you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you grew up in a Christian family. Some of you, this is your first, you know, many of us, some of, most of us in supernatural communities, we have some people that, you know, we're in church that this is their first church forever in their life. So we are having to reteach them, oh, this is service. This is how to behave in service. This is what to do. Because they are not, they've never been to church before. So you can't blame them. So and that's why in your discipleship, you've got to be patient. As you teach people, as you do, don't expect them to be in that same. Don't expect that your disciple will start praying in tongues like you tomorrow. Still expect the person to still have doubts. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, expect the disciples to see, see, expect the person to still have questions. Yes, he's saying, but he's still asking you these tongues. <laughs> these tongues. So I will not be saying this. They've never, they've never even been to where they spoke it before. I know some of you are seated here and you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you that you, you it was supernatural conversations that you spoke in tongues. That you've never been in where people spoke in tongues before. Now, that means we are identified by that way. But is that truly who we are? Look at it. I explained to us yesterday. I said, when, when you are born, you go to kindergarten, um, elementary school, middle school, then high school, right? Then from high school, you say that you get a job. Oh, from high school, you'll have started working. From 16, you, you start working from in McDonald's, you start working in <laughs> Wendy's. There's always an apply within in Burger King. So <laughs> you start working in Burger King, apply within, apply. If you don't get it in apply within in McDonald's, you will get it in Burger King. If you don't get it, you get it in Wendy, you will definitely get it in Kataco Bear. If you don't get it in Taco Bear, you will get it in, <laughs> in, in which one? Panera Bread. You will get an apply. There's always an apply within. <laughs> Or you, you would see Jesse Penny. So from 16, you'll start making the money. You will run away from your warehouse. It's only thick boys that do warehouse at that time. You say, I, I just want to gym a bit. You know? <laughs> I just want to gym. I just want to gym. So you would do something. So you start making money. Then from there, when the money enters your head too much, you say, I'm not going to college. Is it that you say, I'm not going to college? Or you say, I'm going. In two ways. <laughs> So some of you, your parents will say, don't go yet, so that the money will not enter your head, so you go to college. <laughs> so some will say, I'm not going. Ah, she means just to keep this job, apply within, and I'll just keep applying within, apply within, apply within, <laughs> and I'll, <laughs> no shades to anybody anyway, I'm just teaching. Amen. Uh, it's just to tell you that you should be educated. <laughs> go to school. <laughs> tell your neighbors, say, go to school. 
did I hit, did I go, did I hit home? Or take courses. Take professional courses. Uh, have something. It's, it's more, it makes what you are preaching sweeter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you are a preacher of the gospel, so people will hear you. But imagine, imagine you are working in apply with D and you wear the so I say, hi, do you want to, do you believe the gospel? Are you having intelligent conversation? I say, so man, he's just looking at you. And the person, all the person is thinking of his burger king. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, you need some form of. Are you seeing it? So tell your neighbor, say, at least get a course. Yeah. So it will make what you are preaching sweeter. Mm, so that you, when, you are, when you are arguing conversation, say, so this is who God is. But in Burger King, um, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Ah, so please, we need it to, so that the glory will fill the earth faster. I'm not saying it will not fill it if you do not go to school, but it just helps. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you are preaching, imagine, imagine you are going to, to the college to preach and you tell them, you know, I went through this stage like you are. You say, hey, I can even help you solve your problem, your, your school issues. Oh, wow. So, do you believe there is God? <laughs> I remember when I went for one outreach one time, I told the guy, so the guy was, he just he studied the course that I'll study. And I said, you know, I can ask. So I said, so where are you in school now? We said they're doing um, globalization or something. I said, oh, and I, and I engage you for that globalization. And I like that side. So I just said, it, 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 was, like, it was like a miracle. I like that globalization issue. So he just said, so, this was, so I said, so what's your assignment about? So I, I was able to guess the assignment they would give him. I said, you know, I can help you. He said, yeah. So, so but, and I'll, say, and I'll quickly put that one aside. I said, but you know, church, church is always, <laughs> It's always very key. You see, you know, and if I'm not free, if I'm free on Sunday, I say you are free. You are free. <laughs> but he has never been free since then. <laughs> so I just wasted all my globalization. It's power of God, though. <laughs> but it just helps. It's power of God, but it helps. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the world we are in today has an advanced system of knowledge. So we come face to face with technology, which, take, which takes on the very essence of humanity and community identity. And let me tell you, identity is taken away by device of technology and human info, info, innovations. It attempts to make us interact more. So that means I can be interacting with somebody in China, in China now, and I am not interacting with people at home. Wow. Do you know that we can all be together and we are in a different world. All of us are in different world and we are missing our communal gathering. We can all be together now and you, you are talking to somebody in China, you are talking to somebody in Australia, you are talking to somebody in Singapore, you are talking to somebody in Malaysia, you are talking to somebody in Canada, you are talking in so, in, to somebody somewhere and you are forgetting people at home. So, 
we have so many things that we have to learn. So technology is no evil. If it stays in a safe space where there is control, as much as it is increasing so much light, so much innovations, so much, you know, the world is moving faster than we think. Faster than we think. And it's like, it's giving us a lot of things to catch up with. So much fast. Just before we knew it, tread came. The whole world jumped on tread. Before we know it, another one will come in again. Everybody, now, you can be on your bed and become a very global singer. You can be on your bed and you can become a very global, international, renowned person. Just from, hi guys, subscribe to my YouTube channel <laughs> and on TikTok, just do a short video and you are blown. So things are moving very fast and that way is giving us a change identity. So now we are now in a battle. Let me tell you what is going on. We are in a contest of having to catch up. So we are not finding ourselves, we are just trying to catch up with something. It's like we are running a race. And I'm saying this specifically to all of us here, especially here. In this our country, we are moving very fast. Now, in our country now, you don't have to use DoorDash again. A machine will bring, I don't know if you see, this, those things already exist in RIT now. Those a machine will bring your food for you. You just order something, a machine will bring it for you. Deliver it for you. The machine will drive. I've been seeing it in UR lately. The machine will just drive. You say what? It's, I don't know what they call that thing. The machine will just drive and drive to your house. <laughs> if I see that thing, <laughs> I'm sure in my first in my first Bible, say, blood of Jesus. <laughs> but that is the world we live in. Now, don't just ask now. Say, no, we don't want this one. We need our money complete. Because the, everything is moving fast. In the next couple of years, there will be no door dashers. It will be machines delivering your food, delivering all your item. Maybe they will have to do, instead of all these um, truck drivers now, maybe they have to do something that will not... So if you, deliver, if you pick something from Amazon, you know, Amazon have, have got it faster now. One day delivery. Prime. Just, or same day. One day or same day delivery. Maybe in the next couple of years now, as you order it, they are bringing it, it just appears. <laughs> so as you just place pay, you just see the thing come from the door. You just see your door, co, 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 your package is outside. Ha! Ah, that's the world we are living in. It's not stopping anytime soon. And these things, in a subtle way, has you to think God does not exist. That is why the rise of atheism has increased so much. In Rochester, I can't count how many atheists I've met. They'll tell you, I'm an atheist. I don't believe that. They will give you all the facts. How many of you, in your outreaches, you see them? Let me see your hands. If you say, oh yeah, every one of you, you see them. You have conversations with them. And do you know why? 
They are saying those things. Guess what they are saying? How many of you have really sat down to hear what they are saying? They are speaking about all this technology. How many of you have observed it? Let me see your hand if you have observed it. They are speaking, they will tell you, ah, how do you want to tell me there's God when this is going like this, this is going like this, this is going like this? There's no need for God. And that's, that's another question you will have to battle to your own self. Because when you see everything at your fingertip, and that's why people come to the United States of America and they backslide. The wind just blows them. People that do morning devotion before they pray so much, they are so fervent in churches, they are now facing money, looking for shifts, picking shifts, 8 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours. They ask the other show, brother, let's make money. <laughs> I remember I, went, I was talking to one boy one day. This was in Indiana. And I told him, I said, brother, bro, when you were in church, I knew, at least I, I had an inclination of who you were. He said, bro, life is already easy. Let's make money. I said, me too, I want money. I'm, I'm a hustler. I need money. I'm looking for money as much as all of you are looking for money. But that must not take away my faith and my belief in God. Because let me tell you, like I told you, I'm not saying that you can't be immune from this. Because one day you two, you will sit down after you make all the money, after you see all the technologies, after you see everything, you don't want Okay, what does God have to? Okay, so what's, what's God's role now? What's God now doing? Why am I coming to church? Why am I? All these they just say, let's pray. You know, some of the reasons why people don't pray in the United States of America is because they have everything. They just feel like we have lights 24 7, just pay your bill. Ensure that how GE doesn't catch you. I'm sorry, I know some of you have different ones, but we're talking about Rochester Regional. Uh, just make sure that they don't catch you. Pay your rent. Make sure that you pay when it's due. Pay your water bill. Pay your insurance. Pay your. We should have pay. Ah, there's so much. There's different things to pay. Pay your school loan. Pay your phone bill. Pay your internet. Pay your which one? Pay even your living bill. <laughs> Pay your Lulu, your Netflix, your health insurance, your life insurance, your car insurance, your what? Your home insurance. Your mug, you will just be paying. <laughs> or they just want to suck all your money dry. Every month, everything. Just I, just, just, all my bills come one certain period. I always get cranky that time. Those are the times that somebody will now be asking, Pastor, please, can I borrow some money from you? You know, <laughs> just trust God. We don't trust it. We don't, everything is just going at that time. Your phone be everything. See, I, there was a day I just saw that. It was just a couple of months ago. I just went to look at all the things I'm paying for. I don't need this one. Cancel. I don't need this one. Unsubscribe. I don't. I started unsubscribing from so many. Just like this, more money can be saved. You know? But that is why a lot of people don't pray. You tell them, let's come for prayer meeting. Let's just pray that the eyes of men's understanding will be enlightened. Ah, they, are, they, are, they are thinking. Ah, eyes of men's understanding. When there's AI, who can explain things to us? How it was eyes of men's understanding. Let's just pray. 
that our eyes can comprehend the riches of Christ. They're looking at you like, what's the riches of Christ? So they're praying, they're just looking at you. Ah, is it not done? Amen. There's no yet amen. <laughs> you know, after them 30 minutes, ah, they are looking at you like, shh, mother, 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 mother. You know those tones? It's like they are chanting. Because they are wondering. What am I paying for? Why am I praying this prayer? As far as I pay my bill, I move. Then you see some stupid people. I call them very stupid with no apology. They'll tell you, you don't have to pray. You have everything at your fingerprint. Really? They say, Shabi, you know, Shabi is just to pay for lights. Go and walk. Shabi is just to walk. Shabi is just to do. Just don't pray. You are daft. That means you don't know what prayer means. That means you don't know what prayer does. If God, who came as Jesus, prayed, it's to tell us that we have a responsibility to pray. Jesus, God, came down as a man, spent all night. What does all night mean? All night in the Jewish calendar means 12 hours. You know now today, if we say, let's come for 12 hours, you say, pastor, for what? 12 hours. Did we, what did we carry? What did we throw? What are we killing? 12 hours. You're wondering, ah, Pastor, we have work. Our work schedule, my schedule. You know? <laughs> pastor, I have to be on the night shift. My shift, my shift is about starting. 12 hours. Let's just be praying in tongues. <laughs> so as you're just there, ah, you're just, you're just, you're looking at me. You're looking at me. I'm not saying amen. Show bo, 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 no, bo. They say we should be praying. Hey, <laughs> they say let's let's just take the next prayer point and say, no, no, sure. They say we should be praying. <laughs> and I say, oh, no, no. Hey. <laughs> ah. oh, no, no. Because you don't understand what prayer does. We say let's pray. That our focus is sharper. That our strength is aligned. You are wondering, focus. Uh-uh. <laughs> My focus is on money. <laughs> I'm thinking of the next shift I have to pick to calculate. Uh, you know. That's why we are doing camp meeting morning session like this. To at least dis- disturb who you are. <laughs> on a Thursday morning. You know, as you, are co- as you were coming this morning from your different places, you saw that there was traffic. 8 a.m., everybody going to work. Yeah, we ch- it's just, it's just to disturb. <laughs> it's to disturb your schedule. So you can pick, you know, <laughs> so you can take time off and just have a sense of, okay, let me feed on the word. You get what I'm saying? Feed on the word. Capital is not happening every day. Grow in the knowledge of God's word. So when we are not explaining God's word to people, they're just wondering and they're just looking at you like, ah, what's going on? And that's because we live in a time, and let me tell you, don't think because you're a minister of the gospel, you preach, you have disciples, you can't be immune. Oh. As you start making the money, because I know money is coming to you. Amen. We are making more money. Amen. Our finances are advancing. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus. How does that make you more money? More endorsements, more deals, more, more companies accepting your, your, your proposal and telling you, can we negotiate your salary, uh, you know, $6 million, you know, this, that. You're just wondering, ah. <laughs> you're not wondering, ah. <laughs> So pastor now says, sister, sister, I don't want to call name. Some of you already know who I want to call. <laughs> you know, sister, this. We've not seen you in service. Say, Pastor, <laughs> you're the one that told us you got times <laughs> and seasons in your hands. <laughs> so the times and the seasons are changing, Pastor. You are the one that told us we need this money for the gospel. So I have gone to make this money. <laughs> I did not teach you that one. He said, Pastor, you prayed for us that our finances will receive a touch. Now it has received a touch. Let not your coming to church not have a negative touch. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Because I know God is going to prosper all of you. Ah. As far as you have stepped your foot to this place, I tell you the truth by the Spirit of God. There's a prophecy and the utterance I go before this meeting is that our finances will double. And it's for the cause of the gospel. Amen. I don't know if you remember on Sunday when I was sharing on meeting, I just talked about finances. As I prayed more, I found out that I was talking about this meeting. That this meeting, God will double our finances. Amen. So those of you that are doing businesses, it's going to double. Amen. More people are going to call you. So you will get more speaking gigs, more things, and it will increase an elevation with you. Amen. Amen. So those of you in your career paths also, oh yeah, I see more open doors. It will happen. You will remember I said it in morning session that it will happen. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, none of you will go broke. But it is for the what? I'm not teaching, I'm praying for you. I was actually praying for you and it's going to happen. So, that means we have to, so that must not define who we are. That must not define who we are. It must not define who we are. Some of you in college, you take some courses, and from that course, you just start thinking. Your mind just start going. Pastor, some of the things you used to say, just a 12 weeks course. Just destabilize all your years of being born again. Or a 16-week course that you use AI to answer the exam. <laughs> just destabilize your entire faith. Just because they, they just started questioning and just say, oh, Pastor, you know, I've just been thinking. I, why have you not thought about how we want to reach the world before? It's just I've just been thinking. What's the thought? Hey, the way, the way, they, no, they would stammer a bit in those questions. I don't know if we observe those questions. They used to stammer. So the way, I've just been thinking, the way these things are going, are <laughs> you just be wondering? What just a 16 weeks course? 16 weeks course. 
That even the professor is not even sure what he's saying. <laughs> he just crammed it to come and pour it back to you and make his money back. <laughs> I remember I took a one course one time and I asked the professor a question. It was, it was um, Communications 102. Yes, that was in Ivy Tech years ago. And it was a movie. Which we were to critique a movie. And so we, we watch all these old movies, all these movies they released in 18-something, 17-something, because it is not fitting into our world. So we watch the movie to critique it to help our communication. So we can know how to bridge the gap between the world before and today's world. So one person asks the professor a question, and the professor says, well, my work is just to teach you what I've been taught. <laughs> That, I will never forget the answer. So I just felt like, oh, so everybody is just making money too. <laughs> everybody just wanted to make money also. Because he was a young guy, he just said, ah. So, well, this is what is in the syllabus. My work is just to teach you what <laughs> I've also been taught. <laughs> he couldn't answer the question. He's the same guy I told you yesterday that he said, imagine, he can't even answer the two questions. He said, Buddhist is answering this question. Anyway. So it is important that we know who we are. Whether we are right, whether we are wrong, whether we are confused, it's important that we know who we are. So we said, technology, whatever we call technology, is from human imaginations. Your phone. Somebody just sat down, thought about it, and brought it to life. The AI we are having today, they thought about it, they brought it to life. And you know where a lot of us has gotten our identity from? Those human innovations. And like I told you, that cannot. And some of you, you are too impressionable. I'm going to deal with that in the afternoon. Many of you are too impressionable. Man is a product of influence. Many of you are too, you, you, you easily fall for trends. As something is trending, a meme is trending, you fall for it. You just start reposing, you just start seeing your life that way. That can't be your life. Yes, you are shaped by your experiences and everything, but God's word must supersede your experience. So, it seems to us that whatever pleases us or works to solve problems today has to glorify God. And the difference to self is, or the difference to self is the root of sin in itself. So, how far can we go? That's a question we have to answer. Because we said self-realization is very crucial to human existence, right? You know, we said yesterday that that coming to yourself, that coming to an understanding of yourself is very crucial. And everybody comes to that point. So, who am I? Who really are we? That is why we have names. Everybody have names. That defines your identity, makes you who you are, your name. I remember I asked my mother one time, I said, why did you name me Ayomi? She said, ah, everybody in that time was just giving themselves Ayomi, so <laughs> I just gave you the name. I, I said, wow. <laughs> me, I was still thinking, you know, there's a way you just think that maybe God just spoke out the name from somewhere, just say, Give him, for his name shall be called. Hi, <laughs> really. So, I, so one day, I, just, I, was just, I was just teasing, I just asked, I just said, 
why why did you give me the name? He said, ah, said it in Yoruba. Everybody is giving their name. And I like it. And I say, yeah, I should give you two. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was very disappointed. I was expecting, I was pray, I was expecting something like, you know, I was just praying. And I just walked somewhere, and somebody just said, give your child that name. Ah, that would have, I would have felt, wow. You know? <laughs> I said, why did you give me a bean bowl? I said, it's your father's name. He just gave you. <laughs> I said, wow. So, <laughs> so there's nothing special. <laughs> so there's really nothing special. And that is how it is. Your name today, your parents just liked it, or they just, a circumstance, just appear, and they just give you. Yes. I'm sure when they will bring Amy Abraham, they just say, hmm? they just look at his face, hmm? <laughs> Which name can we look at in the Bible? Bible name, Bible name, Bible name. Abraham. Which name? Which name? Which name? They just mini mini money move. Abraham. Amen. So different, different ways. So that's why we have names. That is why we educate ourselves. That's why we have families. So eventually, we all realize that we are all a product of who we think we are. So, it is important for you to know who you are, whether you are right, whether you are wrong, whether you are confused, whether you are guided, whether you are inspired, inspired, encouraged, discouraged. <laughs> so, we eventually reflect what we think we are. That is what we eventually do. So, Jesus asks the question in Matthew 16. Who do men say the Son of Man is? And guess what? These disciples, what did they do? They started saying, I expected the disciples to say, I mean, they've seen the power of God, right? They've seen how Jesus walked on water. They've seen Jesus turning five loaves of bread to two fishes. They've seen Jesus teaching in the synagogue. They see Jesus do so many things. And yet, they were standing in front of the Savior and they, never, and they didn't know. You know, that's what happened in Jesus' own town. He says, in Mark 6, he says, a prophet is not known in his own town because they did not receive him. Because they don't know who he is. So Jesus asked them a question. Who do you think? Who do men say I am? And I said, okay. So, they know, so you know, I believe when they say some say, they were saying they are hard to. You know, when it's like saying somebody asks you a question, you use the opportunity to say you are I just think, you know, that is just think. It's your own really thinking. It's not, I just think the people are, it's your own thought. Some say you are Jeremiah. Maybe because they've seen him cry. Maybe in Lazarus, maybe they've seen him cry in prayer too. You know, Jesus said, he said, agonize. Say, ah. Some say you are, you are Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, because you are crying. Some say you are Elijah. But I wonder how they have likened him to Elijah. Maybe when he drove out the money changers of the temple. So they just felt like, 
that's an action of, <laughs> that's an Elijah move. <laughs> Some say, you are one of the prophets. So maybe they will have liking names. You say, maybe Thomas will have just woke up one morning and just felt like, this guy is behaving like Obadiah. Or you know Osia, who married their daughter's woman. You know that, well, that time when the alabaster boss was broken, Jesus said, leave him. And Joseph was fellowshipping with Sina. Osia, Osia, this man is behaving. This is Osia. Osia. <laughs> or Amos, Amos, Osia. Say, ah, all the prophet. And I says, but who do you think I am? Then Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. You know, that means I can only know myself when I know who God is. My identity cannot be found in what men have said I am. My identity cannot be found in what the world thinks I am. My identity is only found in what God says I am. So, that means, that means that we said we're born. Now, let's, let's do a recap before we progress on who we are. We said we're a product of how we're born, right? We said we are a product of our location, right? So that means the way you talk today, the way you, the, how you, even the way you dress today, we are all a product of influence. The way we behave today, we are all a product of who we are, of where we think we are from. And I asked you a question yesterday night. I said, does that really define who you truly are? No. So that means, and I said, we often refer to ourselves by experiences. And I told us, I said, technology is not evil if it stays in what? In a space, in a safe way where there is control. I remember I took it, I did a project in... In school, um, and I, I submitted this, it was like a thesis, and we, we wrote, we were answering a question on can there be a checker with technology? How do we fact check things on technology and on social media world today? What do we do to put a restraint on the way? who handle social media. And I put some, and many of us, we, because they, they now told us to compare and um, each other's work. And I found out that many of us, we wrote that it's, at the way it is going, it's almost impossible to put a restraint on it. It's now you that we have to do it. So they now gave us a project, take one day fast of technology. So that you can at least fulfill what you did. So don't use social media. Don't use your phone for one day, 24 hours. And then I told us, write your experience. So we now wrote our experiences. And all of us said, almost everybody said, wow. I, I discovered I couldn't talk to people. I discovered I couldn't, I couldn't relate. I discovered that, thing. me, I just use it for prayer. So I did not relate. <laughs> so let's say I discovered I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. but I found that everybody's experiences was almost the same. So that means we have been defined by something. 
we, it's almost impossible now to do away with phones. It's almost, am I, am I saying it's not even possible now. Almost everything is on your phone, on your iPad, on your laptop. Everything is there. I mean, that, and that's the world we live in now. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is the world we live in. You can't stop it. It's not a wrong thing again. It's now we that we have to put a restraint to it. So that that does not now define who we are. So we said, Simon Peter asked the question. And what was the question? Who the men say that I am, right? And we said that that means a believer can only see himself in who God says he is. So that means in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, look at 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It's a very popular scripture. Oh, good Dave. Are you getting blessed this morning? Are you learning something? I'm causing you to think, right? Oh, I, I, I'm going to do a lot of, I'm going to do a lot of pointers to make you think in this camp meeting, just so that we can have, and you know, I'm going to observe that many of the cry of an atheist in our world today is the advent of this technology. I'm going to have observed it. When you are seeing them talk, the major thing they are saying is, ah, where is the, why would I believe in God? Do, do, you know, there's two kinds of atheists, or three. The one that assumes is an atheist. <laughs> because he just assumes. You, from the conversation, you just know that this one is, <laughs> this one is still a JJC in atheism. <laughs> there's the one that just assumes that, ah, it's just, I remember I had the conversation with one person. I said, and this is what I told you. I said, your points are not strong enough to be an atheist. <laughs> I said, you just, you just read something online. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I told you, I said, your point is not strong enough to be an atheist. I said, you, I told you, I said, what did you read online? He said, yeah, I Google something. I said, Google, Google. Google that somebody wrote. Don't you know that he's a man like you that wrote something on Google? That's how the algorithm reads. Go on Google today, start supernatural community show. We did not put it there. It's already there. Just because we are on SoundCloud, just because we are on Spotify, just because we are on YouTube, it will show. How do you get to what I'm saying? Even go and type supernatural camp meeting, you will see it on Google. It's just an algorithm thing. That's how life is. You now went to read Google. That one man from somewhere just woke up and just thought in his own mind that there's no God. You now say, I believe him. You know, I told you yesterday, I said, informations, how does all these things start from? It starts from the thoughts, the imaginations of man. Then from that, it's released in words. And many of those things is backed up by spirits. That is why your preaching, listen to me, your preaching must be supernatural. And we're going to talk about that in this camp meeting. When you open your mouth to see, listen. This is supernatural community. We are here for the power of God. We are here for a supernatural time. That when we go back, our words can convince the ass of the ears. That's our work. Oh. Supernatural. But that, we are learning the word now. Though we will have that in the night. Now, so that means whenever we teach, whenever we talk, it's backed up by something. And, I, and for some of you, especially the workers, I've been teaching you on the supernatural world. 
And I explained to you that many of these things are backed up by spirits. So thoughts, information, ideas. So you read something online. How many of you have read things online and you just got, it, you just got sad? That is to tell you those things are not neutral. They are not neutral. Why does something you have to read have to dictate your emotion? It's not neutral. You just thought it is neutral because you accepted it. It's not neutral. See, I remember there was a time somebody died and the whole social media was there. I just had to log out. Because I noticed that something was off with this. This is making me feel anxious. Some of you will read something, you'll be scared. You don't read something and you will not be able to sleep. Those things are backed up by spirits. That's why you have to be careful not to follow trends. Do you know the issue of tattoo in the United States? Let me tell you the origin. It started with rebellion. They wanted to rebel against the government, against what was happening, and from that rebellion, it became a culture. Such that today now, it's a norm to be tattooed. I mean, you can't blame anybody. I know some of you have tattoos, it's okay. I can't tell you to go and cut your hand now. But it's now a culture. You accepted that culture because you didn't know where it came from. Now you see people, the first conversation is, how many tats you got? <laughs> how many tats you got? It, me too, I will do it too. <laughs> when I go for outreach, how many tats you got? Say, you got 10? Oh, oh, nice. What's, what does that one mean? You say, oh, it means a snake that's moving around my house. I just, I just decided to draw it there. <laughs> it's good, I mean. If you have drawn one, don't draw it again. Amen. See, this is the world we live in now. We have to be talking about things like this. Very controversial. Someone can say, Pastor, why are you attacking me? I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm just teaching God's word. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Amen. So we don't live in that world. Where, so I, I remember I told that guy, I said, your atheism is not strong enough. Mm, it's not, you are not yet sure of what you are doing. Another kind of atheist is the one that claims to be, is just proud of, he's just so arrogant. He wants to make everybody atheist by force. And the atheist that is silent, they are three. They're just silent. They just watch you talk. They'll just drop the point. Boom. And you'll not be able to. You just ah, wow. <laughs> I never thought of that before. Don't think it though. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. So they so so now. That makes sure that makes us understand that there is so much we have to deal with and contend for in our world today. So the questions of man has to be answered. The questions of man has to be answered. So we said, Peter asked, Jesus asked the question and Peter responded. He says, you are the son. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So that means I can only know myself in what God has Revealed to me in his word. So that means, look at in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, I think it's a, it's a very popular one. It says, he is a new creature. 
That word any man. Do you see that he used the word man again? Now, remember I told you yesterday, I said, if you have to see man, we will start from the man in Genesis, right? So that means if you don't understand that man in Genesis, you will be missing the man in Corinth. Yes, sir. Am I still communicating? Yes, sir. All right. So that means, it says, if any man, who is the any man? Any man, male and female? Not the one. Even the one over, even the one hundred and seven other genders, they are still a man. Are you getting? Even if they say they are Mafrodite, they are everything. They are still a man. He says, if any man being Christ he is a what? A new creature. So listen to me. Your identity started the day you got born again. Let me tell you. You can't know who you are. If you are not born again. Mm -mm. Because in Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2. Look at Ephesians 2. So you are going to be proud that you are born again. Say I'm born again. I'm born again. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm born again. Look at what it says in Ephesians 2 verse 1. And you are to quicken. Who were dead in trespasses and sin. Wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. Look at it too. What did he say? He says you did what? In time past, what did you do? You walked according to what? The course of this world. So, when we say world there, what is the Greek word here on? That is the activities, trends. For social media, different things, the dictates of how the world put it for you. He says you walked according to the course of this world. When he's talking, don't forget, he's writing to a church who is born again. He's writing to you, but he's telling them what happened to them in their past. He now says, wherein in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the priest of the power of the air. Who is the priest of the power of the air? The devil. The priest of the power of the air is the devil. And how does it work? Informations. Like I just told you. Let me tell you how the devil gets you immediately. You just go on social media and read and finished. And you retweet it. You are really finished. He has gotten you. You see people tweeting, Oh, this country, this life. This, everybody, I know the whole world is crying this country. Even we, we are crying this country. <laughs> Dollar is not... Um, 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 gas that we used to buy, 0.96 cents. I remember those days, the sweet times. To fill your tank is $15. Now, to fill your tank, as the, as the money is moving, you're just like, hey, Jesus. Especially when you're traveling, you're just like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But before, $15, you're gone. You're like, good. Gas one dollar, now thirty dollar. You see that? Some places you four dollar. Hallelujah! So everybody is crying. Everybody is crying. Dollar tree that used to be one dollar before. <laughs> dollar tree that used to be one dollar before is now what? One dollar, one dollar twenty five cents. <laughs> 
<laughs> Even some of the ones, it's not all everything I want to identify. Some is two dollar deal. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> some are two dollars deal. Dollar general that used to be at least a bit cheaper. <laughs> My brethren. Go to Walmart. <laughs> well, food that used to be the cheapest. I don't think there's a 99 cent food again. Even McDonald's has increased their price. <laughs> McChicken is to be. It's no more zero cent again. <laughs> so, it's not. <laughs> McChicken that used to be very, very cheap. So all of us that are, all of us is crying. Everybody is crying. So as your money is going, and the funniest is they did not increase your salary, your, your paycheck. Your, they did not sit down in the company and just say, brethren, let's just, with, with the way the world is going, let's just increase. The, they are still paying you the same way. <laughs> if you like, don't go to work. <laughs> or don't call up at the appropriate time. They just say, can we have a conversation? Let's just have a discussion. <laughs> you know those kind of discussion your supervisor used to have? Let's just have a let's just have a conversation. <laughs> so he says we walked according to the prince of this world. Who is he? The devil. Like I told you, they sold this lesbianism, this homosexuality to us. Yes, it was signed to law by the former president of the United States, I mean the former former the, the Barack Obama was signed, but they sold it to us via the entertainment world. How many of you observed that? They made us accept it. Go and check movies of years ago. You will find, even if you find them at a minimal rate, today, virtually almost every Netflix, on, on, almost every movie on Netflix has, even if there was no scene that relates with it, they would still put it. Just so that you will accept the culture. So today now, when you see it, you are not bothered. You know, today now is like a norm to you. But before, you used to feel like, hey, go for bid. Now, you're even thinking, you, and once you watch it too much, you start seeing, the, and there's really nothing wrong with it, though. Cartoons now do it. I was talking to one of my pastor, friend, pastor, friend, maybe he's even watching me now. And he, he was telling me about it. He said, he used to, he said, me, I will watch all the cartoons my daughter has to watch. I will first watch everything very well and sit down and understand it. He said, he said because... He said because he found out that even cartoons, they are now doing it. So they are now selling. Do you know what they are doing? They are selling it to the younger people so that they can quickly have it in their mind. That you don't really have to, as a man, you don't have to, you can change your mind. <laughs> and they will tell you, he told me, he told me about the cartoonist. So he said, they, they literally changed the homosexuality in their, in that, in their, their gender. He said, eh? He said, it's something like this. He deleted, he said, he made sure that that part of that, that cartoon did not see the daylight in the house. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they sold that to you. So now, today, now you are seeing it and you're like, nothing is wrong. It's not a class being taken. The prince of the world taking things. Taking things, making us to accept what is not our own. But you know, God's power is working in the United States. Amen. Our children will not have to face this. Amen. Because we will rescue the younger generation. So, we, so let me tell you, we have to do more outreaches in the high schools. 
We have to teach more college students, more high, especially high schools, elementary school. We have to start mentoring them. We have to get to work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have to get to work so that they wake up and they understand who truly they are. So let's read on. It says, according to the priest of the power of the year, that now walking in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in time past. It says, in the past of the loss of the flesh, fulfilling the science of the flesh and of the mind, and by nature, the children of rot, even as unto others. In verse 4, it says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, where it he has loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. He now says in verse 6, and has what? Raised us up together and made us what? Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that means I can't know my identity if I'm not born again. I can't know who truly I am. Who God, who is, I can't know myself. In that image, if I'm not born again, I have to first be what? Found in Christ. Because Christ is the image of God, I have to first be found in that image. Then I will find out who I am. So when we are teaching, when we are preaching, when we are telling men, receive the gospel, can we be tell, are we also telling them, receive your identity? When we are telling people, get born again, this is what Jesus did on the cross. It saved us. Are we telling them this is your identity? We are telling them who they are. Because it says if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Can we say the creature of God? Can we say that's Genesis? God's plan, the image? Can we say that? Can we say he is now back in that Genesis plan? So even though he had this conversation, the, the, the thoughts of this world, he has been confused about it. But once he's in Christ, he's back to the original plan. Yes, the Genesis plan, yes, where he says, and God created man in his own image, yes, in his own likeness. Can we say he is back there? Yes, and he can now fulfill God's plan. Yes, yes. So when we are preaching the gospel, are we preaching man's identity to them? That's what we are doing. So when, we are, when you are going on the streets, telling men to get born again, what are you telling them? This is who you are. So when a man gets saved, he, that is the very day. And that is why you need a good local church that teaches you the reality. Not people that will be telling you 10 steps of covenant day of blessing. 10 steps, of, 10 steps to this covenant day of um, something. What's that? You need the reality of the word. That's why you need a good local church that will teach you, that will make sure you are grown, that will make sure that the questions on your heart is being answered well. Are you seeing it? So that means my identity started the very day I got born again. Who really I am started that minute I received the Lord Jesus Christ. Like Saul of Tarsus. Look at what happened to him. Do you see something? Let me show you something about Saul of Tarsus. He was on his way to Damascus. What was he trying to do? He was saying, I want to go and kill Christians. I want to go and kill Christians. And suddenly, ah, you know, as I just said that, we're going to have suddenly conversions. 
by the power of the Spirit of God. Those people you've been talking to, telling them, you know, Jesus is this, that you have even given up on them. You, are, you just kept them aside and said, I will text you later. There will be a suddenly conversion in the name of Jesus. Saul of Tarsus, he was going on his way. A, look at it, a Pharisee, a Jew, he knew the scriptures. He knew the, you know what it means to know the scriptures? He knew the scriptures, but what he knew, he knew it to kill people. To kill Christians. And what happened? Suddenly, a light shined on him. And the light came. And he said, who are thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. And from that day, Paul found his identity. That turned his life around. So that means I cannot know myself except in Christ. From that very day, his life changed. His life took a new turn around. His life, he became a preacher. He became a man on a mission. Why? From one singular encounter with God. So that means I am not identified by what the social media call me. No. I am not identified by what my society has called me. No. Some of you, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know many of you, you came from, some of you, you came from broken homes. You came from different society beats you down. So many challenges have dealt with you. So many issues. You, you've been, you have been devastated. That is not who you are. That does not define you. What defines you is the word. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. What did he say? All things have passed away. He says, all things are now new. So that means to be a new creature in Christ is by faith in the gospel. So, what Paul was meaning, he says, in that scripture, it means that we will see ourselves as Christ sees us in him. So the believer, pray for me, I close. The believer is not known by the word system. The believer is not known by psychologists. The believer is not known by counselors. The believer is not known by therapy. The believer is not known by media. So many podcasts these days, people will just sit down and you will be watching it. You are watching the thoughts of people who are not born again, having conversations, stupid endless conversations. They sit down and they tell you, many are today's generation. They'll tell you, women, why should you marry a man that doesn't have money? You do your thing. It's true. I told you, informations are backed up by spirits. These men are not born again and they are defining who you should be. You see the world tell you, you need therapy. You need counseling. Just, just get a therapist. Even the therapists need a therapist. Even the ther that same, that thunder therapist needs another therapist. Hallelujah. You see people, you know, to this world, they go into drugs. Some people are smoking today. They are into drugs. They are into drinking. Not because that's, it's because they lost who they are. They lost who they are. 
that was they knew it that that's not who they are some people are drinking today because they want to feel good i don't even know what i'm talking about i'm going to deal with that in the afternoon some people oh we're just starting <laughs> i'm just catching the surface it's going to take me a while in this camp meeting we're going to address so many things some people the way they do some people the reason why they are drinking today is because they do they don't know what to do they just want to feel good just want to drink their sorrows away that's not who they are your identity can only be found and you see men and brethren do you see why you should go to a place where you are being taught god's word properly if you stay in a place where you are not being taught god's word, you will also have a confused identity you will have a confused identity because your identity can only be found in God's world. The reason why people are drinking today, smoking, doing so many social vices, you see them on social media, they, they just do so many things. It's not because some way their hearts, it's not as if they're happy with what they are doing. No, they're just doing it. So that means the world doesn't define you. Because even that man who is not born again. The word doesn't define him. He's a man. Are you seeing it? You know I told you yesterday, I said the earth is tied to Mazadeh. He is first a man. He is a man. So that means for him to know. So are you seeing why we have to preach the gospel? Because people will keep roaming about and they will die useless. If they don't know who they are, because your true identity can only be found in knowing what God has said about you in His Word. So, like I said, as we close, the believer is not known by the world system. So, you that you are here, you that you are watching, you are not known by the world. You are not known by what the psychologist, what the therapist has called you to be. You are only known in Christ because you are found in Christ. That in this camp meeting, our eyes will open even more as we progress in the sessions. That our hearts will behold the wondrous truth of his word. That we will come to know who truly we are. There will be no fogs in our minds. That our identity will be so clear to us to know exactly what God has called us to be. So listen to me. You are not defined by what the world says you are. Even those who are not yet born again, they are still not defined by the world. So you see, when the Bible says, for the earth will be filled with the glory of God, are you understanding it now? Because <laughs> so many people are roaming about the streets, not knowing who they are. So when I go out to preach, what am I doing? I am making men doing what? Come to their what? How many of you have friends that are not born again? How many of you? Are you do you want them to die useless? So we have work to do. We will continue in the afternoon session and we're going to look at our worldview. What has shaped our... We're going to, we're going to 
we're going to flesh it out more. We're going to, we're going to take it into some intricate details. And we're going to look at more things. And in the night sessions tonight, we're going to be having great times. Tomorrow night, we're going to be having miracles and healing night. Tomorrow night, I'm preparing you ahead. Tonight, we're just in the afternoon, evening, we're going to yield to the Holy Ghost. We're teaching you to the Holy Ghost. But tomorrow night, we're going to have miracles. If you want to stand and gap for people, Preparing your heart now. I'm, I'm intentionally doing it a long time ahead. Just so that you are ready for it. Amen. Blessed in this session. Let's be on our feet and let's just worship the name of the Lord. Let's thank Him because of who we are. Lift your hands and bless Him. Lift your hands and bless Him. Lift your hands and bless I'm a man of God. I am called by name. I will preach your word to the ends of the earth. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. Is that who you are? Come on. I am called by name. I will preach your word to the ends of the earth. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. I'm a man. I am called by name. I will preach your word 